Hey guys, have you ever had the opportunity to meet somebody who is just calm and winsome and enjoyable to interact with and always seems to be a person that's full of grace and can handle almost any situation? Well, that's exactly how Mary Donovan strikes me. The, the hardest thing in the beginning was hearing the, the word cancer. I had never, ever thought that that would be part of my story. If I'm going to make it through this, it's going to be by the grace of God and prayer and the community around me. We know that this particular episode will speak directly to somebody who's going through some tough times. Every day we pass by people who have stories that need to be heard because we need to be shaped by them. This is one of those stories. Mary Donovan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. You're welcome. I wanted to ask you, you, you have this larger-than-life character you're married to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> by the name, a guy by the name of Jack Donovan. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and your husband, Jack, have been a blessing, not just to me, but to a lot of different people. Where was the point where you guys... You guys came to faith. What's that? What's that part of your story? Oh, wow, it wasn't until we were uh, newly married, uh, had our first child, uh, had all kinds of difficulties in our marriage um, that we we knew that we uh, weren't going to make it, and um, God miraculously intervened in Jack's life. Uh, when he came home one night and said that he couldn't explain what had happened to him, but his sins were forgiven and he didn't carry the burden of sin anymore. So he got he got saved first. He got saved first. It was probably a month after Jack got saved that I would say that I got saved. Uh, the man who led him to the Lord opened up his house to us so that he could disciple Jack. And I was just kind of along for the ride, listening, hearing all this scripture on um, Jesus's, the way it was Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. That really, you know, struck home with me. Being in a Catholic background, it was always salvation, I thought, was a work-orientated way to get to God mm -hmm. works. And when I heard it was... Christ and Christ alone. And, and it started answering questions I had for years, thinking, well, I would kneel in front of a crucifix and pray to Jesus mm. and wonder, if you died for my sins, why do I still have to be so good? But could never have a, sure. that question answered until the scripture was open to me and the spirit revealed it to me. Both of you accepting Jesus, how did that transform your marriage? Oh, my gosh. Um, we just fell in love with the Word. We started reading Scripture together. We started going to a church where we heard the Word um, preached, taught. Um, it was people coming into our lives who were showing us what Christianity was really like. 
it's 45 years later and we're still together. So you guys have been married for 45 years? I think so. We'll, we'll, um, just, we'll just say it's 45. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure your memory is probably closer to it than Jack's would be. Right. So we'll go with what you're thinking. So obviously there's the work of God in our lives and just because we get saved doesn't mean everything's perfect. <laughs> um, and that actually brings me to something that I want to talk to you about in um, during COVID. Um, you've had a unique experience during COVID the last 18 months or so. And that's, you know, as I prayed over your question, it was like the Lord saying, this isn't your story, this is my story. And um, I've given you an opportunity to share whatever it is I'm going to share. And um, um, it's about him being glorified. And um, as uncomfortable as I am talking about <laughs> myself, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's all for him. All right, the last 18 months, well, it was... March, just as COVID was hitting, that I um, thought I felt a lump and decided I better get this checked out. And uh, um, it was in April that I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. And it was in May that I started with um, chemotherapy, which afterwards ended up with um, a double mastectomy and then radiation treatments. So that uh, has been going on for the last year and year. Um, I'm all done with all of that. Uh, Everything fell into place really quickly with COVID. I'm sure the Lord is the one who just opened all those doors, but um, seems like I was diagnosed quickly the, the hardest thing in the beginning, uh, well, was first of all hearing the, the word cancer. Mm-hmm. I had never, ever thought that that would be part of my story. That was a real gut punch. Um, the worst thing about having all that happen during the COVID era was doing it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack could not come to any of my appointments uh, so when I was having the biopsies, um, to going in to talk to the surgeon, to going in to talk to the oncologist, it was he was not there. And that was really hard, sitting in the waiting rooms, waiting um, by yourself, me and the Lord. <laughs> well, you say just you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. Was, there, was there any moment during that in which you just felt like it was just you? Yeah, there was, but not for long. You know, his spirit is in me, and he would always remind me, you're not alone, you're not alone. And um, and I never, and it's not me, I never really felt sorry for myself or anything. When I was in those waiting rooms, I would start looking around and saying, these people are in the same boat as me and maybe worse. And he would remind me to pray for them. And so it was an opportunity to just minister to the people around me and try to be kind to them. So let me get that right. Here you are facing one of the most difficult, life-challenging events that you've ever had alone, sitting in a room, and 
you're using that as an opportunity to pray for other people. That has yeah. to be a work of the Lord right there. It's got to be a work of the Lord because it's certainly not me. <laughs> Mary, what was your lowest point in that in, from the, the diagnosis on? What is the point where you really felt like, man, can it get lower than this? It was probably sometime halfway through my um, chemotherapy when I'm physically just worn. Uh, you feel like the walking dead. Mm. You you have no energy, not to do anything. You don't have any desire to do much of anything. And... I just remember just feeling like, why am I, why, what is this existence? And um, one of my sons called me at that time, and he, he was, he's a son who struggles sometimes with anxiety and mm. had um, some real anxious moments for years, and he would always call me, and I would help him through panic attacks and that sort of thing and um, he called just at that time and I was just kind of pouring my heart out I don't even remember what I said and he was just there to say mom just remember God's with you I'm with you God loves you I love you you're going to make it through he was just saying the same things that I used to say to him, ministering to me in my low point when I would, and that just blessed my heart. I bet. Yeah. So would you think that this diagnosis with cancer that you've been through has built your faith as well as the faith of others around you? Is that safe in saying? I know it's built my faith. Um, I think it has built the faith of, of people around me, um, especially my one son and my daughter, Lisa, who is a new Christian. Mm. She's only been uh, a Christian a couple years now, and it was an opportunity for her to just take care of mom and come beside me and and pray for me and just encourage me and she'd come over and clean the house and make us meals and um you know you talk about her coming over to the house and making making meals it's always interesting to me the way friends and sometimes unexpected people that you wouldn't have even necessarily considered friends comes through and encourages mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. in difficult times. Is there any story that pops into your mind of which somebody encouraged you on this road? Oh, there's so many people who encouraged me on this road. And like you said, it's an opportunity for people to step up and step in. And that's what happened. The staff here at Redemption Church was phenomenal. The thing I remember most is the parade you guys <laughs> had for me. And I was just so blown away by it uh, to see that everybody cared so much. And uh, just wanted to encourage me and love on me and came by tooting their horns and dropping off little gifts and blowing me kisses. And 
saying nice things. And um, I'll tell you, Amazon worked hard. For, <laughs> I would come to the door almost every day and have some little gift item from people afar, uh, friends in Wisconsin or my sister-in-law in Massachusetts. And so it was them wanting to reach out and, and care for me and uh, take care of me from even afar. And that was such an encouragement to know so many people were loving on me and praying for me. And um, and that was a big thing. When I first got diagnosed, I, I, I'm one who tends to be kind of quiet and kind mm-hmm. of w- withdraw. I was determined that I'm just going to be an open book. And I started, like on a weekly basis, on uh, our Slack network with staff, just kind of asking for prayer, uh, keeping you guys informed about what was going on, uh, because I knew I needed prayer. I knew that um, if I'm going to make it through this, it's going to be by the grace of God and prayer and the community around me. And I wanted them to have the opportunity to just walk beside me. And sincerely, when they say, what can I do for you? Just let them know what can be done. If it is just prayer, let them know it's just prayer. If it's, can you come over and spend an hour with Mm me? Um, Let them know that. Um, If you need meals, let them know it's meals. If... um, if you need to be left alone, to say, hey, if you call and I don't pick up, mm-hmm. it's, I'm just not ready. You know, um, texting was great for me because I, I could just share what I wanted to share. And if I wanted to share more, I could just hit the call button yeah. and then we could talk. And what would you say to, let's say somebody's watching this and they have just gotten a diagnosis and they just heard those words from their from their doctor what words would you say to them today i would say just run to the lord just give it all over to the lord Uh, he's allowing this for whatever reason he's going to grow you through this he's going to carry you through this He's going to be with you through it till the end and beyond and to all eternity. And you're going to meet some amazing people along the way and just keep on going on with the Lord. Um, Be in his word every day. Be in prayer every day. Um, Psalm 123 came alive to me through COVID. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, there's nothing, every, anything I need, he will give me, and he did. Um, and he, he brings that rest to you when you need the rest, um, strength, encouragement, uh, medicine, <laughs> doctors, yeah. uh, friends. He's just, he's just there, loving you as a shepherd to give you everything you need. Mary Donovan, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you.